Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Evolved Idiots Podcast. This is episode number 40. As always, my name is Mike Mendoza. Matthew Nathaniel. What's going on, man? <sighs> Just another week, man. Just another week. But things are, I don't know, things things feel, feel a bit better, you know, like... The weather's been good. Things are opening up more. Things are opening up. I think yeah. I'm going to the movies later. I mean. That's going to be cool. <laughs> I mean, I just want to clarify for everybody, too, because I had a conversation earlier in the week about, uh, you know, how how California was supposedly, according to other parts of the country, completely closed still. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not. Yeah. We're, we're pretty much. I mean, to my perception, it seems like everything's pretty much open to some extent, yeah. not fully open yeah. capacity-wise, but to some extent, everything seems to be open except, I guess, uh, bars and and like nightclubs and things mm -hmm. of that nature. So, I mean, restaurants with bars are are open. So Monday, we're actually Los Angeles County, not even the city, is moving to the orange tier. I know all the you know we've talked about the tiers. I think they're kind of bullshit to yeah. begin with, but. It even me. This even means that bars can open up. So bars that don't serve meals can operate outdoors with no counter service, tables spaced eight feet apart, and a maximum of six people from up to three different households. Blah blah blah. No live entertainment allowed, but televisions are permitted. Drinking and eating allowed only while seated. Hours limited: four thirty a.m. to ten p.m. Breweries, wineries, and distilleries without food service can be open outdoors and indoors at twenty-five percent capacity or up to 100 people, whichever is less, meeting same general rules, operating as bars for hours mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So, you know, card rooms are open up with some capacity. Fitness centers are open up. Movie theaters have opened up. Family yeah. restaurants, indoor grocery stores, hair salons, museums, zoos, aquariums. Like, yeah, it's all starting to crack. Yeah, which We're is like, it feels, there's, there's a sense of, normalcy like walking the streets you know like you know I me mean? like i like to walk around and and, and just like chill out so there, there's a sense of normalcy like starting to happen more and more you know what i mean like yeah. it feels like a normal pre-pandemic saturday a little bit but then you you know of course you know motherfuckers wearing masks and shit so it's gonna yeah. be off a little bit and you know we're still in we're still in it but things it's it's it, it's a feeling of getting better you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i'm yeah you know it's interesting I, I had this thought the other day when i was i was driving to work and you know just seeing people walking the streets with wearing masks and everything and i thought to myself you know this really does still feel like it's so overwhelming see it, like it just it's one of the only first times that it's ever hit, that it's ever really hit me that's like so depressing having all these people wearing masks. I feel like I'm in an yeah. apocalyptic like situation. Even if we are open up again, you know, yeah. it's like, how are we going to do this forever? Like, this is kind of kind of so ridiculous. How like, long do you think the mask thing will last for? I think it's going to last a while. Like think, another year or two. I think, I think maybe not a year or two, but I, I think one more year. I think this year potentially. Yeah. You know, but I think there are some countries and some governments doing some interesting things. I saw Barcelona like is basically doing a, a, a test case where they basically held an, a, a rave and an EDM concert yeah. over there and 
five, they let 5,000 people into it. There was no social distancing. There were no special precautions uh, mm-hmm. implemented. You know, no. I see these these places, live venues here. They're all talking about putting these plexiglass separators in and seat separation and distance separations. And it's like, look, dude, I got no interest in going to a concert where I'm, I'm separated by plexiglass from yeah. other people at the concert. Like, that's the opposite of what a concert is about. It's about being a part of that energy and being a part of the crowd. And like, so. And would that be safe? You know what I mean? Like if you're in a concert venue and you're like, it creates more barriers and there's like a fucking fire there, (laughs) you're dead, dude. Um, well, they're not barriers like that. So most of them I've seen have been three-sided barriers. Uh, um, so it's like in front and to the sides. And so uh, you kind of step into it like a stall. And okay. that's how you view the concert. Like, And then no. those stalls are separated several feet apart from one another themselves. Yeah, no, it's you. like, I'm not no. interested in that. No. So this is very interesting. Uh, the Barcelona case, we'll see what happens. They, yeah. they tested everybody before they came in. Uh, they took temperatures, they did all that, all the proper procedures. Um, and now we'll watch and see if there's, uh, any spread resulting from these 5,000 people. And if not, the only thing they had to do was wear a mask the whole time. Yeah. That was the only requirement. Other than that, it seemed to be a normal, normal concert. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they're like, oh, all right. No, like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hope not. I mean, what you hope is that, um, you know, it's not always the case, but, you know, a lot of people who go out dancing frequently are 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 not uh, overweight for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to say there aren't people who go, don't go out, don't have pre-existing conditions. I've but seen some fat people shuffling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I would— Again, like you just got to take your own health into your own hands too. To, at some to mm-hmm. some at, at some point, take personal responsibility for it. Yeah, like uh, I was talking, uh, I had a conversation earlier this week. Like, do you feel like it's it's kind of weird if you haven't talked to someone in a while, right? And the first thing they ask you is like, "Have you been vaccinated yet?" Like, do you think that like, you know what I mean? Like that to me, it's like. It's kind of like not in good taste. You know what I'm saying? Like, not like even before, like, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Haven't talked to you in a while. Like, it's like, hey, have have you got vaccinated yet? Well, maybe that person, maybe, uh, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about, but like, that's, that's so, that is weird. That's fucking weird, right? And it's like, all right, do you feel like, have you actually encountered this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, people like, that you consider friends or work, uh, work with or whatever. Yeah. 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 Acquaintances, friends. Well, I think it's, I think it's a poor taste. I do think it's weird, Yeah, but you know, I think it's going to be a bit of a gauge, like, especially as people are coming back because some people are more cautious and Mm -hmm. some people are going to be like, I want to know if you've had your vaccine. If you've had a vaccine, I'm going to be more comfortable coming back and hanging out and doing things and like Mm -hmm. going back to normal. But I get that. You know what I mean? But it's like, I think it's important taste if if you haven't talked to me in like a year. Yeah. And like, not like, how are you doing? How's work? You know what I mean? Like, how is it? Hey, but did you get the fat? You know what I mean? Like, you didn't warm up to it. You just went in. And how did that conversation go? I just ignored it. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, all right, I got to go. I'm, I'm, I, I got asked this question at, at work the other day and. But do you feel like it's their business? Uh, I'm, I decided I wasn't going to hide it. I, I, I'm, I'm not 
I don't want to be pressured into conformity to something that I don't think is, is, is to me yet. I'm not convinced that I need to do this. Yeah. Not yet, at least not while there are still other people, especially that probably need a vaccine way more than I do, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, I haven't done it, but I, and I was just very honest. I was like, look, I'm, I'm healthy. Yeah. I'm confident. I feel confident that if I do get COVID, that my immune system would take care of it. Yeah. And then I mean, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. There's always a chance, yeah, right? Yeah, I yeah. could be wrong. But that's that's my, I feel like that's my choice. And there needs to be some clarity in the sense that if you take the vaccine, you're safe. You, you're protecting yourself. Yeah. Not everyone else. You're not protecting me. Yeah. Let me worry about me. Yeah. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not going, if you've had the, the vaccine, then you're not going, it's not going to be an issue to you if I've had, if I get COVID. Yeah. Because if I get sick, I'm just going to, and the other thing, I'm just going to like, I'm going to take some time off of, off of work and I'm going to recover if it's really that bad mm-hmm. and, and then we'll move on. Yeah. And I told you like the perception of some people is like, oh, if I get the vaccine, like, oh, like you can't spread it. You can you, you could still. You, you absolutely yeah. can still spread it. Yeah, that, like it has to be like that. Is that is the purpose of like everybody? You know, of of that is I to my understanding, kind of the concept of herd immunity is the sense that enough people will either have had it mm-hmm. or will get the vaccine. That then the micro contaminants or the micro transmissions yeah. won't really matter because the immune systems will all be built up to combat that. Yeah, that's kind of the purpose to my understanding of what herd immunity sort of is. And so, you know, if there's a few people like me or there's maybe it's even 25 percent of the population that doesn't want to take the vaccine, I I just feel like that's our that's that's a risk that individuals have to make Mm -hmm. for themselves, especially when the pharmaceutical companies are saying that. Uh, you're going to have to take yearly boosters like the flu shot. Well, I don't take the flu shot yeah. yearly. And I know that I'm not going to go to the doctor to take an annual shot. Like that's, I know, I know me, I yeah. know my lifestyle. I'm not going to do that. So yeah. I don't see the importance of taking it now. And I, then I just heard where this was, it, is it the Oxford AstraZeneca one, I think has been actually pulled out of production in two or three countries now because of, some issues with side it. effects and shit. I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't know the reasoning. Right. I don't, I don't want to speculate on what the reasoning is. Um, I guess I could look it up <laughs> if we're really curious, but I, I definitely don't want to like spread uh, false information, but I do know that, that a couple countries have, have pulled it. Young Matthew, pull that up, please. <laughs> yeah. So let's just pull this over here. By the way, this this search is brought to you by DuckDuckGo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as it says here, looks like the very first article, probably not the most reliable source, the New York Post, but I have heard this in multiple sources. Italy, France, Germany temporarily yanked the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. Um, you can read that probably better than me. From Can you read that? Not really. Not really. Terrible eyesight. Damn, you got terrible eyesight. <laughs> um, 
I just wanted to kind of see what the reasoning was for it. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, so it seems like there's some dispute over the propensity for it to cause blood clots. Oh, well, that's yuck. Um, so another reason, you know, I, I just don't see why, it, you know, I, I which really bothers me about this conversation, and I, and I, I know we, <laughs> we're going to get called on it again for fucking picking on Florida, but I really don't like this this DeSantis person in Florida. Like, right. I dislike him a lot, a lot of his policies, but I agree with him. And I support him speaking out against this vaccine passport idea that's being floated around. Yeah. Terrible idea. Super Orwellian. Super 1984. Yeah. Very much an infringement on your personal freedoms in every respect. Yeah, for sure. You should give away your freedoms <laughs> for, for the feeling of safety. Uh, well, I mean, if this is the case, I mean, are we going to start doing this for the flu? You got to have a flu, flu passport now, vaccine yeah. passport. Yeah. Um, you know, I would like to take it a step further if we're going to do this then. And, and I think, you know, if you're uh, a certain percentage overweight for your body height uh, and, and everything, then you shouldn't be allowed to get your vac your, your health passport and you can't travel. Yeah. Because you're at risk of getting sick. Yeah. You know, yeah. like this is getting ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? For like sure. we could carry this out to to an infinite number of things yeah. that we're going to limit people's freedoms. And you're just going to become the boy in the bubble. <laughs> you know I'm not I mean? I'm not worried about becoming the boy in the bubble as much as I am literally turning into a, a sort of an authoritarian state. Yeah. I mean, we're look, we're in an arms race in, on every level with a totalitarian government in China. Yeah. And they're going to beat us because they have that authoritarian structure. Yeah. Unless we wake up to that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, don't be so hard in Florida either, man. They, uh, they fly space shuttles out of there. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I like a lot of things. I like a lot of things about Florida. But, uh, you know... <laughs> It's it's interesting. This is this this is where I think we've got to like not identify with party in this country, yeah. and we've got to be like, you know what? I don't agree with this guy, but he's making a lot of sense on this particular thing. Yeah, and and I'm behind this. But then again, if you want to reinforce the Florida stereotypes, there's the Matt Gates sex blackmail scandal that's going on. Now, what is so this? you know who Matt Gates is? No. <sighs> so Matt Gates is like one of the young, uh, really young and popular people uh, in the Republican Party. Okay. Um, he's very pro-Trumpian. Okay. Kind of a younger guy. Got, you know, you know, I, I don't know if they consider him charismatic, but I, or whatever, but, um, but he has made a lot of enemies. He's, his, his policies have not been in the way he handles his relationships in DC have been very like Course. set at a blaze. And right. yeah, just, I don't give a, I don't care about the system at all. I'm going to do it my way. And apparently he's like involved in some, there was a new, a, a report that he was going to leave Congress and join Newsmax. 
And then right after that story came out, came out this this leaked story about that he's being blackmailed by obviously an unknown known, known group of hackers who claim to have evidence that he has solicited and transported underage girls across state lines hmm. who he was having sex with. Ah, so he's part of that that he's part he's part of that Illuminati over there. Ghislaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's part of that crew, huh? I mean, so he says this is all like obviously he's denying it all. Yeah. But uh there's also a connection, and I don't understand this part of it, but there's a connection to some guy, I think, who is an American citizen potentially that's being held in Iran and has been held in Iran for like decades. Okay. And supposedly the hackers keep saying that they're going to use the money to get this guy out of Iran and make Matt Gates a hero. <laughs> and if they don't, if he doesn't give them like $25 million to, to get this guy out of prison in Iran, they're going to release all this info, all, all these damning information on him. So, okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, okay. The Florida jungle, baby. It's it's crazy, <laughs> crazy down there. Speaking of Florida jungle, if you're in LA, Jungle Boy's got some great Florida jungle weed. Just, oh, just say what's up on that. <laughs> that's a that's a strain. Yeah, yeah. They describe don't. it. What is it? What is it like? <laughs> Sell me I on mean, it. Pitch me on it. <laughs> well, maybe this is this is it. This is actually it right here. So, yeah, let's let me let me let me examine it real quick. So, I would say it is it is definitely highly aromatic. Ooh, okay. highly aromatic. I would say very light flavors. A little bit of a of a diesel, like I would expect from like a, a sour diesel kind of uh, kind of scent to it. But very, very, very dense. A lot of trichomes on it. Right. Um, you know, but you can't you can't deny it. And this is one of the things I like about them. Yeah, they list the THC on here, but they list the total cannabinoids. And the total cannabinoids on this are coming in at 41.75%, which is quite, quite good. Quite potent. Well, it's quite uh, a nice experience. Ah. You know. It should smell like weed to me, man. <laughs> but I like, I like. Well, some some smells better than others. I like how you can describe it. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. like I said, it's like total, like, I don't know how you get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like hearing like the interest, like the different interest, like little diesel in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to I me, mean, like, I don't, you see, I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? But it's, it's like for you, it's like the lingo that you guys yeah. have, like. I mean, there is, this is, I used to think wine sommeliers were kind of like bullshit, mm -hmm. but like. Like the South Park episode where they smell their farts out of the, yeah. the wine glasses. But like the more like I've, I've learned that like, you know, this definitely sort of exists, exists with cannabis. And so mm. I can't say that it doesn't. Yeah. I can't say with some wine sommeliers aren't legit. Yeah. How about like cheese experts? <laughs> I mean, you could be a cheese expert, but that's just kind of weird. Is it though? I don't know. It's a little weird, like to be a. I mean, all right. So drinking wine or smoking cannabis mm -hmm. as a connoisseur, mm -hmm. uh, 
it's also a good time. Yeah. Like to be like a connoisseur of cheese like that where you're tasting cheese all the time. Yeah. Like I like cheese. Yeah. Cheese is <laughs> I going, like cheese, but cheese bro. is going to make you it's bad for you like for one thing health wise like that's not good to be eating cheese all the time and two like the human body is is not really made as you age to to process that dairy. much dairy <laughs> like and i do like cheese yeah, again yeah. but like you got to kind of like be smart about it and i don't know about you but like even if i crave cheese uh-huh. like i eat and then I eat the cheese as much cheese as i want but then i hit a point where it's like Done with cheese. I don't want no more cheese. Mm-hmm. Not for a, not for a while. It depend like, dude. I get like fucking like heartburn super easy nowadays. You know what I mean? Like your like, constitution is weak, Michael. Like super. Like if I have like any like, so I'll have to have like a a Prilosec or a, yeah. or a, or a Tums before I eat any like. If I go in on the cheeses, you know what I mean? Like if yeah. I eat a pizza or some shit, I need to have like. I need to have that before, or I'm fucked up. Like I'll you're be too like, young Ugh. for all this. What's wrong? What you- no, it's just like, dude, I can't, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Like I'll eat it, like I'll eat it, you know. But I have to have like a, a acid reflex thing. That's why you should smoke more, smoke weed. Yeah, but see, weed and wine enhance cheese. True. Uh, I would argue that that cannabis enhances a lot of things, and wine too. Uh, wine, wine, wine with cheese, cheese is most excellent. See, some of my favorite things to do, you know, are, are wine, cheese, tapas, and good conversation. Yeah, in Florida, I heard they like Coors Light and string cheese. <laughs> God, I'm sure we'll get some hate on that one. <laughs> Speaking uh, of the South, yeah. <laughs> Right now, uh, there's uh, a big push for smooth transition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now, there's a big push for uh, to change a lot of voter laws after the recent election. Ooh. Mainly, obviously, kind of centering in the South, and but I think it's somewhere like 34 states are looking at changing different voter laws. Mainly, of course, Republicans that are looking at pushing these things. But and I ha- and overall, it's like yes, the more people that can vote the better, mm-hmm. right? Democracy, go democracy. Yeah. But there is an interesting point. And so I heard a Republican talking about that voter IDs. And I guess I haven't really, I don't fully understand this, this argument uh, or, or by uh, the, the Democrats on this because I always kind of thought you had to have an ID to vote. Yeah. Well, apparently you don't. Okay. I mean, he, I mean, that's one of the things that the Republicans are using as, as, as a reason to pass these laws. And I think these laws will go way beyond, you know, just requiring an ID. Mm-hmm. But pushback from, from the Democrats is that, well, minorities disproportionately have a higher rate of not having an ID than other demographics. And I'm like, but you have to have an ID to well, this drive. Is, you have to have an ID to do a lot of things like. Are they talking? So they're not, they're talking about undocumented immigrants. No, 
they're not talking about undocumented. They're just saying that people of lower uh, of of those demographics, minorities, which also correlate to lower e- socioeconomic status. Mm-hmm. So you could apply this to you know predominantly white count places in the South as well, mm-hmm. even. But those demographics of the lower socioeconomic class typically do not have IDs. A higher rate of those normal American citizens don't have IDs for various reasons than others. And I'm, I just don't understand that argument because all the people I know that don't have IDs that are American, normal, you know, like you said, not, not forget about undocumented people for right mm-hmm. now. They all don't have IDs because of DUIs mm-hmm. or like, you know, they have reasons why they don't have IDs, so to speak. They don't have driver's license, but even they still have like a non-driver's license ID. Yeah, uh, identif- this of is some kind. Personal identification card. So I'm kind of torn on this because I do sort of feel like shouldn't you have to have an ID to vote? Yeah, like I think so, like. You have to prove who you are, right? You have to have proof right. of like who you are that you're from that state. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I think you should. And to me, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know anyone that doesn't have like an ID. You know, do you know anyone that doesn't have an ID? I mean, look, and I I get it because like. Getting an ID changed is tough. Like, it's not super easy. Like, mm-hmm. how long have I been talking about getting my ID changed? A, long, a while. Long, yeah. And COVID, like, it's but been, see, it's you been still, even worse. But you still have an but ID. I still do have an ID. It is still in date. It is still valid. Like, it's not like I've got a bad ID. But I'm just saying that I do understand there are, it's not easy to yeah. go to the DMV to get your ID updated or to get an, an initial ID. But... I just don't understand, like, I don't understand, you know, this this thing about not, about requiring or not requiring an ID. And, yeah, and I don't know if, like, I don't know my stance on it because it's the first time I'm hearing about it, right? But for me, it's like, why would you lower the standards, uh, you know what I mean? Like, of, of <laughs> you're lowering the standards if you don't, like. Make them show an make ID. Them show an well, ID. Then, then to me. That does open up the conversation for potential voter fraud, right? Yeah. And I mean, as I'm scrolling through here, I'm on vote.org, voter ID laws. I'm just kind of scrolling through the states a little bit, just kind of looking at this. And it's like, you know, Alabama requires you to have a photo ID to vote in person. Right. Arkansas requires you to vote to have in person. Right. Right. So California, it does seem to be a little more liberal on this. So it says, if you're a first-time vote, if you're not voting for the first time in California, straight up, you don't need to show your ID to vote. That's kind of crazy, huh? That does seem a little like, I don't know, that seems a little strange to me. And I don't know my stance on it. You know what I mean? Like, why was the reasoning? What's the reasoning? Yeah, I'm not saying I'm fully knowledgeable or uh, I I understand this or I'm pro one way or the other. It is an oddity. You know what I mean? Like It's a little odd. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you need to do that? 
I have to show my fucking ID to get into a bar, this, dude. This says, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, this says if you are a first-time voter in California, you're voting in a federal election, you registered by mail and didn't include your driver's license or California ID or the last four digits of your social security number on your registration. If you didn't include that stuff, so you do have to provide something if you're a first-time voter, but not if you're a previous voter in California, which is still, to me, kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, who's to say that you're not just going to, that you're not some dude who stole my, I don't know why somebody would want to do it, right? Mm -hmm. But theoretically, somebody could get my social security number and my name not show their ID, walk and submit a vote in my name. How many how many dead people do you think voted this year? <laughs> it wasn't that it's it, no, no. I mean there's always like with dead people's social security. There's always numbers. some yeah. but I I, I I don't think it's a lot. <laughs> oh Jesus. What? Why I can't take Tucker Carlson's opinion, <laughs> yeah, opinion on this. That guy. <laughs> Here's the problem with this. When you search for how many dead people voted in the 2020 election, like everything that comes up is a far right base. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. crazy, crazy estimate. 350,000 dead people. Shut the fuck up. That many dead people didn't vote. We, we didn't get that many ballots for dead people. Like, I, I don't believe that, you know. Uh, what, did the daily, what did the Daily Mail say? <laughs> the Guardian. This is from a different article from factcheck.org uh, who said, I think this is, this is Lindsey Graham is quoted as saying, the Trump team has canvassed all early voters and absentee mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania as an example, and they have found over 100 people they think were dead, but 15 people that were verified that have been dead who voted. So 15, six people registered after they died and voted in Pennsylvania, I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah, so less than 100 people in you know, so if you multiply that, that's like, you know, across 50 states, that's not, not that much, yeah. like 5,000, maybe. <laughs> so I, I don't think that's too, too legit, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 350,000 people. Yeah, uh, I mean, Tucker Carlson says all kinds of ridiculous shit. Yeah. He's also a ridiculous human being. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that is weird, though. It's a little odd. I mean, with you got to show your ID to do different shit. You know what I mean? Like, why why shouldn't be any different? Here's my voting? thing: if you don't care enough to as a, as a, as a citizen to have a valid ID, then why do I have any expectation that you have kept up with what's going on to make an educated decision at the ballot box to begin with? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I was trying to look up. I was like, <laughs> what were you trying to look up? Like uh, the same shit as you. See uh, if I can find anything in yeah. there. But yeah, I, I think that's why it's like, why are we lowering our standards to for the like the, you know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, right, let's just make it su super, <laughs> so so the so the lazy and dumb and you know what I mean? Like no, you get a fucking ID. Well, this is what. You know, a reasonable mind, you know, it's like 
this is why you can't just go with whatever party wants to do. Mm -hmm. You have to question things, both sides. You know, this starts to make you wonder, well, why is, what is their reasoning for this? Yeah. Why do they want to make it so open-ended in, 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 in a way? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even if there's not like the intention to commit fraud, like it makes it seem like there's, without logic for this reasoning, then it there leads to speculation. Yeah, for sure. You know, it is an odd and curious thing, though. You know, like it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about that. You know. Yeah. So you know, I'm against gerrymandering, and I think this is where you know what Democrats should come come to the table with Republicans who are proposing all these bills, and they should say, look, we'll give you the IDs. Everybody's got to show an ID. But the rest of this bullshit y'all are trying to pass, we're not down with. Yeah. You know, like compromise. Like, it's not gonna, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, probably not. It's not going to happen. <laughs> There's not much compromising going on. Like, I even, my my old college from before yeah. Florida yeah. was trending on Twitter this week because of, like, this kind of inflexibility in people's mind states. So remember a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it's been even longer than that, I was talking about how the state of Tennessee had conservative Republican legislators that were sending letters to all the colleges in the states trying to get them to stop players from kneeling and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and during games. So ETSU. Yeah. Uh, has had a had a new coach, very popular coach, had a program has a program that was on kind of the upswing from what I understand. I really haven't followed the program in years, but was pretty popular. Um, and he supported his players in in kneeling. Yeah, and the university let him go over this. Yeah, now every. And and if you're a player at ETSU and you play especially football or basketball and you're not considering transferring, you should. Yeah. Like, because that school, like, your 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 slave labor income to them. That's that, how they. And view they're not you. for you. They're not. They they're, don't represent you. Like anybody that's willing to suppress your freedom of speech does not deserve any more of your time or money. Well, they're not paying money. They're on scholarship. Yeah, but if they're generating money for the Absolutely, school. Absolutely, which they obviously yeah. are. Oh, yeah. They obviously are. I think that this, <laughs> you know, it's it's so interesting because ETSU in particular had a football team years ago that was really pretty good. And then it basically went away for right. several years because for a variety of reasons. And... You know, this just shows the ineptitude at, at these universities and their capitulance to political pressure at the state level because a lot of these state-funded schools depend on, on on the money from the government to help subsidize their, their operations. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of deserve for their, you know, honestly, ETSU deserves to have its sports programs basically be in the shitter for the next decade. Like yeah. they deserve it. They deserve to struggle financially. They deserve all of the bad things that are probably going to come to them from this. Yeah. Because the bottom line is you're not competing in major athletics in this day and time with a bunch of five foot seven white 
farm boys. <laughs> it's not happening. Their fundamentals are really good. <laughs> I mean that, uh, and, and that makes it seem like that's what the the the, the, yeah. the administration yeah. would prefer. For me, it's hilarious because it's like you look at all the colleges, like it's like what's going on in politics, right? You have the good old boys. Like in, you know, like the South, like their shit. Mm -hmm. And then you have like the super ultra woke college colleges that are like too far left. And I'm just like, yo, like where's the normal colleges know, at, right? man? You know, where, where are the normal colleges at? Like it's, it's like you're either far right, far left college. There's no like, in what was the school Van like, Wilder went to? I don't know, dude. It was, <laughs> was that shit based on Burke Kreischer? That's what I heard. I don't know. Cause he was, was like, it? I think so. Like I supposedly, I, that's what I heard. I think Burt Kreischer talks a lot of shit, and I, I don't know. I don't think you can believe what half of what he says. <laughs> on a, on another note, did you did you see that fucking uh, the video I sent you maybe like last week? On uh, describe it. A lot of ha lot of things so have happened this, since last week. It, it like it's like for sure fake, but it's like oh, fun to know about this disappearing. This guy who thinks he's in twenty twenty seven in the future, and he's yeah. like posting it. And I was like, it was in uh, Valencia, Spain, right? Yeah. So I, I've you, I was I've, like I've I was, lived in Valencia for a little while. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I was like, he's there. Is like, did you recognize the spots he was going? Oh, he's to? definitely in Valencia, Spain. Okay. But that's like for sure he took like so for the listeners that don't know what we're talking about, there's a TikToker claiming to be from 2027. If yes. I don't believe 2027, and he's like he says he he says he woke up in 2027. Yeah. So he just woke up one day, and he was in 2027. And for some reason, his TikTok posts are showing up in 2021. 2021's timeline yeah. on, on TikTok. And he woke up in 2027. And I, interestingly, they're also showing up on Instagram and, you know, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. So he woke up in 2027 and he's like, there's nobody here. <laughs> but I think, you know, like it was for sure taken during the... During the lockdowns. During the lockdown. 100%. Like if, like this... Without really having some super connections in a city, this couldn't be done any other time than during COVID as by an average person. But given the fact that we've had a, he's had a year to basically shoot footage at different times when no one was around. Yeah. Like I literally I've been in the church that he that he goes into. I've been in the square with the fountains that he's he's, yeah. he's at. And like it's true, like you you know, late at night, there's only like one or two people, you know, you you might have it to yourself yeah. late at night, honestly. And within like those... Near normal times, but like during the day, there's there would always be people there. But yeah. during COVID, yeah. it gives you the opportunity to go take this kind and of footage. And the way it's edited, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just thought it was super fun to think about, like, it would be like, what if this was true? You know what I mean? Like, this is cool, you know, but it's not. It's it's but it was fun. It was a fun thing. I was like, oh, this dude's like, and I was like, oh, he's in Valencia. I was like, let me send it to Matt and see uh, <laughs> if he recognizes any of this shit. Yeah, I just you know, it's a little good little gimmick, but yeah. you know, it was a fun little easily prank. easily proven to be a fraud. Yeah. I think he should stop doing it and wasting his time now that everybody knows he's a yeah. fraud. Or he should get more creative with it. You know what I mean? Like, make it into it's, a story it's, it's now. In, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's impossible for him to continue this charade uh, yeah. with things opening up. I yeah. mean, that would be funny if he, like, edited, like, there's one other person that becomes, like, 
the whole city comes back. He's like, what? <laughs> if he edits it the right way. I think I'm slowly slipping back into my own timeline and people are slowly yeah. starting to like. What's happening? It's like I'm a terrible graphic. He's people. like, what's happening yeah. to me? That'd be hilarious. Yeah. But that, that was a cool little video. Also, we were talking about like uh, Spain earlier this week, just in our personal conversation. We're talking about like the work days, right? They're, they're yeah. like the work week. So I remember you were saying that here in America, four day work week, people are pushing for a four day work week. Is that, I is that more, gaining steam? I mean, I hear a lot more people talking about it since the pandemic because right. I think people realize that. There's a lot of wasted time in commuting. Like, I mean, for I think it's very normal for most people to have a 40, 45 minute commute one way to work. Yeah. And, you know, that's uh, an hour and a half a day mm -hmm. times five days a week. Like that's uh, almost another full work day yeah. in the week. And so I think people realize that if they are able to work more efficiently, they are able to get the same amount or maybe even more done in less time in less time just by being more efficient with it and being more thoughtful about it. So it it does actually make it seem more plausible, I think, to Americans, which before I don't think could conceive uh, that this could be done here in our culture. Right. But I think now they're they're open to the idea because they they literally have yeah. seen the evidence of it where you you could structure well, into a four-day Well, because also like here in the American culture, it's very ingrained. Like we fucking work hard, we're gonna work. You know what I mean? Like that's go, like go, go. that go 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 type shit. But it's like, I mean, I felt it immediately when I came back from from overseas. Yeah. When I you know I came back to Florida, which is a more laid back place than a lot of places, but still I felt it immediately. It was a different tempo to the activity of life and everything else. Now, are there different expectations as well? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like with the different work weeks, like in Europe and America, or is it like uh, the same? Well, I can't speak to everywhere. Yeah. Um, Where you were. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely different. I mean, I think uh, it's difficult for me to say about, Iceland um, because we just worked all the time when I was there yeah. and we kind of worked outside of normal hours. So I yeah, don't really yeah. know what normal work was like for most people there, but um, the UK seemed to be a lot like America, mm -hmm. you know, um, in a lot of ways. Spain was pretty more different. relaxed, right? It was very, it was much different, more different, uh, more Spain, relaxed. Spain, you had four day work weeks or no? Not a four day work week. But it was siestas, a five day work week, but they yeah, siestas were in the thing in the afternoon. I mean, that was one of the biggest adjustments for me when I first got there because we came from UK to Spain and uh you know, we were had deadlines and stuff and I'm trying to, you know, we're trying to get transfers made, you know, at the bank and mm -hmm. trying to get a hold of people and get things done and you know, you go to do it in the middle of the afternoon and the bank's closed or these businesses are closed yeah, and they're like, yeah. we'll be back at five. And it's like, what do you mean you'll be back at five? That's the end of the workday. And, you know, they'll be open from five to seven or five to eight and then they'll close again and they'll all go have, you know, a late dinner. And, yeah. you know, it's it's they go to bed at midnight and they'll open up again in, at 10 or 11 <laughs> in the morning. And that's what they do. Yeah. And I remember you said like uh, kind of like, the culture in Spain, right? They have more emphasis on like f friends, family, and like spending time together 
more than like just work. Like they, they, they you know what I mean, right? Like they blend yeah. it together more. Yeah. I mean, I think work is definitely less of a emphasis. I mean, you definitely still have driven people who yeah, want to go yeah. achieve things and, and accomplish great things. But um, yeah, for, for sure, work is much less of a, of, of the priority. It's, you know, as we're here, I think we have a tendency to let work identify us or we identify ourselves with our work. Yeah. There, that's still true with some of the people I knew because they were more of artistic types. They mm -hmm. were, you know, involved in, in artistic endeavors. So they were very involved in their work. But I, most of the other people I met, it's like they were passionate about what they did, but they also viewed work as like, A vehicle, like it wasn't the priority. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we're going to get this project done and we're going to be the best at it, but we're also going to take uh, our time and we're going to have this bottle of wine and have some cheese and, uh, you know, have conversation and, you know, just have some enjoy tapas it. and enjoy each other. Enjoy the time instead of Enjoy just this moment that we're, you know, working on this project. And we could talk about the project while we're having the wine and, and everything. But, you know, we also just want to talk about life and get to, you know, it's like deeper connections and I definitely feel that contrast here between yeah. here in L.A. and over there because here in L.A. everything's so very – I don't want to say it's surface level, but it's like – It's non When you're having right? a conversation, it's always like – I don't want to say it's always, but a lot of times it's it's about like there's a purpose between – of why you're having this conversation mm -hmm. and vice versa for that person as well yeah. while they're in that conversation. So it's like there's an agenda sort of behind it. Yeah. Not that it's a malicious agenda, but it's just like – There's reasoning. There's yeah. less casual just like – Tell me your thoughts about life, love, and the and the cosmos. You know, kind yeah, of yeah, kind of yeah. talk here, unless you're in those those specific circles. Yeah, you know, and over there, like you could have that conversation, and at least in my experiences, you could have those conversations and have an interesting conversation where you don't agree on things, but like, okay, the bottle of wine is finished. Let's go back and finish the work. You know, nobody yeah. cared. You know, it was like you're you're interesting because you think that way. Yeah, I think is how they view it, it, it's viewed more as we're obviously over here. We're very tribal now. Teams, yeah, yeah. So, do you, could you ever move back to like that that lifestyle of Spain? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is it something you crave? Like, oh, we all want that. Yeah. Over this. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I sort of have this, this double side. So there is this, uh, relentless grind, work hard. There, there is that fucking part get of after me. it. Yeah. But there's also like this, I just want everyone to be at love and peace and be calm and tranquil and content mm -hmm. side as well. Yeah. But I think I have to make that switch. It's very hard for me to go back and forth between those two things. So I think, yes, I do kind of want that. Like, that's the goal. Because like, yeah. it's a better lifestyle. Yeah. It just is. It's more enjoyable. It's more relaxing. It's less stressful. You don't go, yeah. it's going, not going to age you as fast. You're more appreciative, I think, of things as well, right? Appreciative, like, a good meal, uh, the day, how the you day You have more went. time. Yeah. So you, you have time to reflect upon those things. Yeah. 
perhaps. I think you can be equally appreciative here. You know, the grind certainly makes you appreciative of things. Yeah. Um, but you do, you know, it's, it's very fast paced as well. So you can sort of lose the time to be appreciative as well. Right. Like for me, I think everyone struggles with that or like, you know what I mean? Like they want the grind, but they also want that, like savor the moment type shit too. I mean, I would love to, to go back to that lifestyle. Uh, you know, if I had my druthers, I'd, I'd have a, probably a place somewhere like somewhere like here. I don't know if I LA, but somebody somewhere like here in the U S but I would also like to spend like half my time at least like somewhere, maybe Spain, maybe somewhere else, but somewhere that has a more relaxed, uh, you know, embracing of life sort of, of of lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, you know that, what's that saying? It's like, you know, sometimes you just get caught up in staring at the tree that you miss the whole forest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're staring at it, but there's a whole forest there too. So it's like learning how to go back. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a, it's a, it's um. I don't understand your analogy actually. So it's like, I mean, I understand the analogy, but I don't sort of understand how it applies here. Well, sometimes you get caught up in the daily grind of things, right? That mm-hmm. all you see is the tree instead of, enjoying the bigger picture the forest you're like all right like life is like this is like this is good here this is good here i like this instead of like you're the first person view just looking at the tree but don't you think you could be i think you can personally i think you can have get sucked into that micro view of things where the tree Mm -hmm. whether you're in the fast-paced hectic environment or you're in the leisure environment either one, it can be very difficult in either one of those uh, environments to take a step back and have a macro perspective on things. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's uh, a skill I think individually you have to have regardless of the environment. It's a skill, but it's also uh, knowledge of the the presence there. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people don't have the presence of like to pull themselves back a little bit. Sometimes mm. they get caught up too much into staring. Like they only know that way. Yeah. They yeah, don't see yeah. the other they way. Get the blinders but on. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but you know, there's two ways. Yeah. The other, a lot of people don't. And they only stare at the fucking tree. Yeah. It's a, it's a dichotomy when you, when the racehorse has the blinders on, it has a better chance of winning the race, but that's all it has a chance of doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's it. That's all they know is the race. Yeah. They don't know that there's a fucking, mountain out there, you know what I mean? Outside the racetrack that you can go chill out, in, you know? Yeah. Now, how do you feel about being late? Because like in, in more relaxed cultures, you know, they're a little late. Time is, you know, it's a little more fluid. So for me, it's like, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. For me, it's this with, uh, I'm a relax. I'm like a chill dude, but it's like, I look at, you're either early or late. There's no on time. You know what I'm saying? Like you're either early or late. For me, it's like this. I'm either if, early or late. Yes. <laughs> but other people, I, I just expect them to be on time. Yeah. I look at it like it's a it's a it's a sign of respect for me. True. Like I agree with that. We we're not we don't get time back. So if but like other cultures don't have, don't have that same reverence. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But that's where it's like, 
you have to have a sweet spot. I'm not saying like the laid back shit's the super way, yeah. the way. Yeah. The grind is the way. It's somewhere in between. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like It is, but when you go into a culture, I think it is unfair and unwise to expect the culture to change to what you your expectations are. Oh, for sure. You, like, ha- you have to just do yeah, when go with Rome, whatever that yeah. culture does. When I mean, in Rome, for sure. But it, I also I like, learned that uh, when, the, when the maintenance guy in Spain tells you he's going to show up at uh, 10 a.m., yeah. it means he's going to show up sometime that day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or at 2 p.m., no, nope, that's siesta time. He ain't coming at that time. He'll yeah. be there sometime before the end of the day that night. I thought, let's let's say, all right, aside from the Spanish culture, right? I mean, even Hawaii is supposed to be very laid back, like with, and I think beaches in general, actually, now that I think about it, coastal places tend to be a little more like lenient with time, being on time, you or know. Maybe tropical beach places. Yeah, I did not get that vibe in Seattle for sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, you're fucking late, man. Yeah, it's rainy. It's miserable. Yeah. Why the fuck am I standing here? Well, waiting I also on you? like, for me, if I set up a, a, a an appointment, I like to be there a little early. Like if, if I'm like, oh, I'm going. Like I set up an appointment to go uh, take a look at this spot or you know whatever. Like I like to be there a little early. Because I'm like, for me, it's like it takes yeah. the anxiety out of things. I hate like I'm gonna get there at sit, then I gotta look for parking, and then this happens. I'm like, I want to take the all the anxiety out of the whatever I'm doing the the trip to uh, to go see my doctor or something. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I want to get there a little early, take care of the fucking like. All right, I found a parking spot. I'm not rushing. That I'm I'm chill, you know, like that my mood is more stable as opposed to like if I'm rushing because I'm I'm late, I'm already five minutes late. I gotta look for parking. I'm gonna be frazzled for a good while. You know what I mean? It takes the enjoyment out of the day. That's why I fucking hate being late. Hundred percent agree agree with this. In fact, this goes all the way back to to my childhood. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, if anyone from my family listens to this, don't, don't take, don't take it personal. But like, I can remember as a kid going to show up for, for ball games, knowing I was going to be late for the game, knowing as soon as I arrived, like I already had to have my, I was running right onto the court, like tip, tip off was happening. There was no warm up. There was nothing, you know, and it yeah. always, I remember it always made me very anxious. Mm-hmm. I was always so like stressed out when I would get there. And then as I got older and I could drive myself and like had some more control, I, I really learned like getting there, having prep time, calming myself, getting myself in the right frame of mind, getting the body ready to, mm-hmm. you know, as I got older, you know, it was a big part of it. And it made a huge, makes a huge difference. Yeah. It, it just does. But I will say, I do like to arrive early for those reasons. I don't always like to be the first person to the meeting, though. It really depends on who I'm meeting, why I'm meeting them, and where I'm meeting them. Right. So let's say it's like this. Maybe it's better to let them arrive and you come in and they think, you know, this motherfucker's 
got a tight schedule, just barely getting <laughs> here, making time for me. Like it depends on what kind of what you're also, you know, what kind of mind, you know, what your purpose so is. So you're like, I like arriving at the area early. Yes. I've, I've sat in, I've arrived early just for the parking because parking yeah. around here I'll can be a, a real coffee, issue. I'll go chill out and then I'm like, going to hit in. I'll know? just pull in, find a parking spot. I'll wait 10 or 15 minutes, sit in my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if it's not a place where I want to be the first person to arrive for yeah. some reason. For me, I'll get to, I'll get to a spot early. I'll be like, is there a coffee shop close by? Yeah. Go get a coffee. Drink it, you know, relax, then head up. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Instead of like, oh, my God, I was supposed to be here 10 minutes ago. And it's like I could never yeah. understand, like, wanting that anxiety. Never, you know what I mean? Never. Like, I fucking hate it. Like, I hate feeling that way and I hate feeling rushed. I hate feeling not prepared or, like, already, like, in the negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wanna, I'm want i going to get there earlier on time and I'm going to, like, take – I'm going to enjoy – enjoy that moment instead of like letting it just like own me you know what i mean because sometimes it takes a while like let's say you're late because i've been late before right yeah traffic got cut up you feel a certain way like i fucked up like you feel a negative in your head like yes damn i should have calculated this better whatever i you know shit happens whatever in life right but every time i've been late it kind of takes me a while to get back on on track. Like it'll take me an hour or two to adjust back. You know what I mean? Like, all right, like all right, that's over with. I'm cool now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. instead of if I was there early, yeah, I'd be like, come out, like, all right, cool, I'm chill. Yeah, I mean, it definitely changes. Can change the the way the rest of your day feels. Yeah, if you've been flustered uh, yeah. in that way, but I think people here in in LA are a little more lenient about being late as well or arriving right on time because traffic people know traffic and everybody here in LA I feel like has been late to something yeah and so I almost feel like there's a an, an expected like you know 10 or f- 10 minute 5 10 minutes at least like, now is that something that you cuz for me I'll, tell, I'll put it this way in LA I've never been late to like a meeting or something. I mean, I have because of traffic and you just don't know where you're going sometimes. Right. And honestly, like if you take one wrong turn, it can add five or 10 minutes very easily onto your, your, your desk, your journey. Right. Super easy. And that can be the difference maker. Cause like I usually aim for 20 to 15 to 20 minutes ahead of time. Right. To, to arrive. Because sometimes I like to scope out the place if it's a new place yeah, I haven't yeah. been to. But it really depends on, again, who I'm meeting, why I'm meeting them. Like if it's an important, super important thing, yeah. I'm trying to get there early. I'm trying to be there first. I'm trying yeah. to like scope it out and like think about like where do we want to sit? Like how do we want to be seated in those in, at that seat, you know? Mm-hmm. But other times, you know, if it's maybe not that you know, urgent or some circumstances happen. Sometimes you just got to roll in casually and be like, you know, by the seat of your pants and just handle the situation. It's the same conversation either way. Yeah. You know, you're still conveying the same thing. It's just, you got a little less control. So you're rolling with the flow. Yeah. I guess I don't like having like, I like being in control of like 
my shit. You know what I, I mean? Too, but I've, yeah. I've gotten more comfortable with like rolling with the flow. It's like, again, it's like, I always go back and I, I know I've said it many times on here, but like, it comes back to that analogy in my mind of, of flowing down a river. Mm-hmm. Like I can't change the current of the river, but like I can kind of flow with it and use that flow to my advantage yeah. and just kind of go with it and not stress myself. I think it's re- like, it's a very reactionary thing as well. Right. Like, uh, you can react to it a different way. Like if you're like, all right, I, I fucked up. I don't give like yeah. I got here. I'm cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's learning to deal with those stressors, I guess. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Just just learning how to deal and handle the stress. It's like even earlier this week, like I was just I kinda had I kinda had a moment at work where like I, I think I got a little short with somebody. I yeah. didn't mean to. Yeah. It wasn't at them. I was just, my bandwidth was a little stretched. I spread myself a little thin mm-hmm. and like it just came out of my mouth a little bit wrong. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I really pre- preach about teamwork and being a good teammate. And, you know, it <laughs> it really impacted me. Like I even had a hard time sleeping that night because I was like, man, I, I think a lot of this person and I don't want them to think that I'm like, going to I don't want them to think of me as the difficult teammate because like the whole time I'm thinking like as I'm trying to fall asleep I'm like man Jocko says you should always just say yes and never show weakness and make sure they don't stress about shit you're stressed about like that's your job is to keep you know your superiors like de-stressed like it's just handled they don't know about all the problems they don't need to know it's just you handle it and so like I'm thinking about that I'm like man I don't I don't want to be viewed as that difficult part of the team yeah you know so you really do have to and like that almost rarely never almost never happens but like it does happen Mm -hmm. like and you've got to like i think for me at least i have to like recognize that yeah check check myself and be like you know you need to fucking take a deep breath when you feel like you're starting to get flushed you know get overwhelmed when you know you've you're starting to spread yourself too thin you know it's the take it take it Escape, escape for a couple of days. Get yeah. away. Go do something. Take a change something up. Unless you go on vacation. Yeah, I mean, immediately this immediately this week, like after this happened, I came home and I was like, I just need to like go off into the wilderness for a day or two. Yeah, like just de unplug and like sort of de stress. Well, it's kind of like we talked about it on the other podcast. I think you're due for you're due for one. Do some breathing work and just like relax. Like yeah. the breathing thing is something like I didn't it's something that I I used to practice much more. Mhm. And I've gotten away from it because like, again, it, it has a lot to do with the fast-paced environment like right. and, and the stresses like I notice that when I'm in that environment of stress and high pace, you know, a lot of shit to do. Mhm. My Breathing is more shallow and more rapid. Right. Like, and it adds to that stress level. Mm-hmm. And if I, and I, and I can remember at times when I was more conscious, conscious of my breath, you know, it did help a lot with my stress levels. And, you know, even after this happened, I started trying to like, just fucking breathe. Yeah. Also, I also think and like. It does work. It does definitely calm you down. It's amazing. Yeah. I think seeing new things too will keep you curious and keep you playful and keep you like lighter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's why it's like I always like going to explore, even if it's like here in LA, it's like a part of town I've never been to, or like a little town outside like Ikea. I'm like, all right, like I don't I haven't 
done everything in here yet. Like, it's cool to explore some shit just because it keeps it like uh, it keeps you excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think like, you Contrary know, contrary to popular belief, they're still planning to do in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, but I think, if you know, like you hit up, uh, like I told you, that drive 395, like through Mammoth. Yeah, all the way yeah. into like Nevada, into Tahoe and Reno. Dude, you would, this, that drive alone and you picking a spot to camp at or some shit up there. Yeah. It's, it's probably one of the most beautiful roads in the country to, to do a road trip on. I like it. Like it's, it's, it's right there with like the first time riding the PCH, you know what I mean? You're like, oh shit, this is beautiful as fuck, you know? This is near Mammoth. So like 395 runs like from like California through Nevada. So it's like you'll go through like you'll go through Mammoth. There's like um, what's a lake they're called? June. Is it June Lake? Not June Lake. So you go through Mammoth. You go through Mammoth and then it leads into Tahoe and stuff like you keep going north. You'll pass like. Uh, Minden, Nevada, and, and court, like all that shit, and then it leads into like Tahoe and Reno area. But it's like one of the most beautiful fucking drives I've done. Up through Fresno? Uh, maybe you'll pass it, but like, nah. Hmm. Up through, did you go through like, so yeah, that's up in that's a little far. It's the Sierra National Forest. It is beautiful up there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm trying to f drive that far right now. Oh, uh, dude, you'll I do it. I was trying to do it, and I was trying to just do a quick like date, you know, spend one night. I don't want to spend like go there, spend two nights, dude. <laughs> I think Bishop Lakes up there. Uh, we pass like Bishop Lake, and then like there's there's all these little lakes. Yeah, through there. Yeah, there is. It's beautiful up there. I mean, this is kind of where, this isn't terribly far from, like where uh, Yosemite is at, right? Yeah, not far from that. Not far, because that's where I was at before. But I think if you like do like a week off, and you just like camp at different spots along the 395, and then like, I don't want to take and, a week off. I don't even want to take a week off. I feel like I'd, it's too much time just to go like, I know there's shit to do here, but it's like, I just feel like if I'm going to take a full week, I uh -huh. want to like, well, like I said before, go yeah. somewhere, go somewhere. But that is going somewhere too. Yeah. You're waiting for the perfect time. But I'm what, waiting to what go if the perfect out time of the country is, yeah, or well, to leave the continental United States. So I would say this, you should go for four days. Take a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. And, like, just explore up there. Like, have no desk. Like, make, like, your end point. Like, you go to Tahoe and shit, right? Like, you'll end up there. But, like, in between, it's all, like, whatever you want to do. Like, all right, like, let's pull over here. Yeah. I tend to do a little planning when I'm going to be out in, in the wilderness, though. Yeah. Uh, I If I'm going to be in, in, in a, you know... A road trip situation, uh -huh. you know, where it's kind of casual. I, I don't mind winging it, but yeah, uh, when I'm dealing with nature and I'm spending my time in the elements, uh, or let's I say like it's like pretty a, prepared, or make it like a road trip thing. There's like a yeah, I, I, I might, I bunch of hotels to, and pff, hotels. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, 
stay out under under this this hotel called Earth. Yeah, you, you can, know, but you can do that and then go in watch watch a Netflix show and uh, I don't want to watch a Netflix show. I don't want to watch that. Well, I think I you should be with my thoughts. Yeah, and I, just I do think that if you did it, you come back like refreshed, a little less distressed, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, huh. Maybe I'll go over to that desert thing where all those hippies are going to get uh, together. I showed you, yeah. <laughs> they, dan- they dance the vibes and shit. Like. I don't know. It's like I kind of would love to go to something like that, but it's kind of like I just want to go to something. It's like why I like the idea of Burning Man in a way because it's like I don't want to go to something where like people like expect you, oh, you have to dance because here we're free spirits and everybody is going to be dancing. That's the thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe I just want to like – vibe out and chill on the energy like maybe yeah. i just want to like you know maybe maybe that's not my thing i just want to ch- i don't know maybe i do want to dance but uh-huh. like you know i don't want to f- feel pressured to do anything i don't think I don't you like feel going, pressure to do it i don't like going into those experiences like feeling like there's going to be presumptions made so i i always wondered like you know that 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 thing i showed you where all the hippies dance in the desert and yeah. stuff are are the people going to this thing privileged people that they have the option to do this? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I I I was looking at people were like I transform my life. Like I understand. Oh, we know whatever, right? Like yeah. To me, it's like it's not going to transform my life. I don't think. No, but it's like. But it would be fun, and it would be decompressing. Are all those people pri- like to me? It's like. The fact that you can do that. See, I would rather go do ayahuasca with an Amazonian tribe. Yeah, yeah. In the Amazon. Okay. (laughs) That shit had me... uh, Then go to like a bunch of... Desert hippies. Did you watch Palm Springs yet, by the way, or no? Yuppie hippies. Did you watch Palm Springs the movie? No, okay. Not yet. Yeah, you got to watch it. Yeah, Yeah, I will. But yeah, like, are they, that's my thing. Are they categorized as yuppie hippies? I think so, right? I mean, there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of people who have some hippie-like beliefs that are super annoying. This is where, like, I worry what culture will 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 is is threatening to consume some of the hippie culture. Yeah, a little bit too much, especially when it comes to like being vegan or the environment or just all these other things as well. It's like, you know, do you think it'll ever like? Swing back that that shit. To me, the hippie thing is is like at the most core is the belief in in love being the answer. Yeah, but the woke culture is something love. Yeah, love being the answer only if you agree with what I say. It's it's (laughs) it's it's not the answer. That's for sure. It's a new religion. It's uh. You know, the woke culture, you know, I know I've heard people say we shouldn't make a big deal about it. It'll go away or whatever, but I don't think it's going to go away. I kind of see it as, as, a, as a new religion for some people. Like, do you, like here's a question. Do you think it's going to go away? I'm concerned about it growing, actually. Yeah, of course. Like, know. if all these kids that are in college right now, right, are all woke, like part of the woke army, right? 
They grow up to be functioning members of society and work in working. They're going to keep their woke beliefs and they're not, you know what I mean? Like they're going to stay in more entrenched, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Especially when you have, you know, Inst- major corporations and uh, you know sports organ- organizations weighing in on this. I mean, Major League Baseball pulled out of uh, pulled the All Star Game out of Atlanta just yesterday. For what? Uh, because of the new voter restriction laws uh. being passed in Georgia. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's and and look, I think. It's very it's a difficult conversation because it's like do the people do the citizens of I mean who I don't know who are we punishing like I get that it's a lot of revenue to the state to hold it there yeah you know but you're also then depriving those citizens but then again you guess you could say well those citizens voted in these officials who are doing this yeah so I, I don't I don't know and who still watches baseball? <laughs> that was a question. Baseball is boring as fuck, man. <laughs> uh, some Americans like it, you know. Some people say the same thing about, uh, you know, soccer, football, football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I used to, f- I don't know. I've never, thought it, was, I've never thought it was boring necessarily, but uh, I, I was uninterested because I didn't understand it. You have, I think you have to understand it. Yeah. It's weird, like, I get that, and I I don't get it at the same time. Like, jujitsu matches, Yeah. sometimes I get bored as fuck watching them. I'm just like, oh, yeah. my God, this is so... Although I understand what's going on, I'm just like, I'm bored to death. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Well, that's why it's not the UFC. Yeah. That's yeah. why it doesn't command real, you know, big dollars. Yeah. Well, there's, there's like... The entertainment n- value. New sub-only stuff that are fun to watch, but, like, a normal, like... Uh, IBJJF like yeah. uh, sanctioning body well, like I'm just like oh my god it's so like, I'm bored not firing up yeah but like baseball and me like living in Chicago right Chicago is a baseball, baseball city baseball for sure you have the White Sox the Southsiders and then the the Cubs on the north side and mind you like Wrigleyville is a whole is a whole another spectacle like Wrigleyville is where the ballpark is and it's like just streets full of bars and like food and entertainment and it's like it's super fun to go to Wrigleyville I never found it fun to go to the Cubs game does that make sense yeah like I went to the Cubs game I fell asleep I mean and people people always give me this reason like well yeah you could drink and uh you know you could go to the ball game and drink and get drunk I'm like I could do that at the bar outside and have more fun, you know? So I've had a lot of fun at baseball games. Mm-hmm. I've also fell asleep at a baseball game. Right. So it really depends on, like, the environment, who you're going with. But I will say that overall, yeah, I just assume, like, for the majority, yeah, I'd just assume probably watch it on at a bar or yeah. on TV as there for baseball part of the reason is because it's so long yeah that's that's the other part of it. it's not like going to watch a basketball or even a football game which is over in two maybe three hours max you know yeah. like baseball could drag out if depending what's, what's your number one life sport to watch 
Like you, you're like in live. Like you, like it's like like you know how you get amped up going to a concert. Yeah. Same like a live a live sporting event. Definitely. Well, probably basketball or football. Basketball, football. Yeah, they're very different, and it really, especially with football, I think can depend on like where it's at because the environment starts to the stadium starts to play a factor so like the team can play a pretty big role in yeah the experience of yeah. that event basketball i don't know like it's a little more like the environment can have a factor but like it's less so i feel like yeah i think tennis would honestly like be like another one i would kind of put up there but not quite not on the first, not with the first two, but like it would be an honorable mention. Yeah. I think mine go like football, probably number one. Football, number one for me. Number two, hockey. See, I haven't been to a hockey game, <sighs> so I've, I've heard they're a yeah, lot of fun, but a lot like, of fun. Hockey's a sport I just, I don't know, I've never gotten into. Yeah. Number three would be uh, fighting, any combat sports. I've never been to see a live fight ever. Yeah. See, so for me, like this. I'd like with, to see that. With the I combat sports, like, like a, you know, we go to UFC or something, it's all about uh, the crowd. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, a lot of times I'll be, like, the crowd is full of such douchebags that you're like, I get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, I hate it. You know what I mean? But if you're around, like, if you have your own spot and you're around, like, your team and, and uh, friends and stuff, then it's fun. You know what I mean? Like... Then it's fun to watch. But a lot of times, like, crowds play, you know, like, MMA events don't pull the best crowds. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, does that make I sense? I don't know what you mean because I've never been to one. Yeah, they're, uh, you know. I can guess. Yeah, you take your, take they, your best they're, guess. They're, they're of, the wrestling fans of the martial arts world. But not even as fun as – I think wrestling fans are more fun. Yeah, well. These ones are like – I'm going to fuck him up. You know what I mean? Like they want to get in fights because they want to feel masculine in the crowd and shit. Oh, it's like, yo, you yeah. need to relax, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like let like it very aggro. They're all, they're all wannabe fighters. That's very aggro. Yeah. Or then you'll have like the hoes that come out like in nightgowns and shit. Like what are you wearing to these fights? You know, like it's some crazy shit. And it, it's Chanel. It's yeah, it's hilarious because it's like sometimes it's not even the UFC. It's going to be like at the. <laughs> I've been to a fight the the Burbank Marriott. <laughs> Bitches are dressed up like they're going to the ball or something. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean, they're out there with with fighters. They know they're <laughs> going to get the picture taken, you know. I mean, if you frame a shot just right, it looks like you're at a glorious event. Yeah, it's not a ballroom I'm at like, the Marriott. We're at the Burbank Airport Marriott. You know. <laughs> it's that Instagram yeah. life. Oh, my God. But like hockey is probably one of the most fun fun events. I think if if you went to a wrestling event and you took it for what it was, like a, a WWF event, and you just had fun, like whoa, like you had no like horse in the race, just like oh he's a bad guy, he's a good guy, and you were drinking. I think that'd be fun as fuck. I have no desire to ever do that. <laughs> None. Okay, you party pooper. <laughs> None. I think it'd be pretty fun. I, I I can't help it. I've I've been uh, I've been poisoned. I was I was poisoned against uh, WWF w, <laughs> WWE uh, yeah. 
as a child. So uh, <laughs> I've I've never like I I give them incredible respects as athletes for what they put their bodies through. Yeah, for sure. Mad respect to 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 them all for that. But like as uh, as an entertainment or com- you know because it's definitely not competitive. It's an entertainment. Yeah. Uh, there's just too many other options that are more engaging. I I mean it's like uh, it's like an athletic soap opera for yeah. ridiculous characters, well, and I think like you need that a, just doesn't interest me. Yeah, I think it's like like you said, like if you grew up with it. Like you oh, fuck with it. You I know grew what I mean? up with yeah. it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I think I am so against it. <laughs> You're like, I hate WCW, bro. <laughs> I said WWF. WWF, WCW. WWE. WWE. Was WCW was one too. Wasn't yeah, it? WCW. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, you know. I love it, man. It's yeah, cool. I, not my favorite thing to watch, uh, you know. Uh, many of them, not so much probably today, but back in the day, many of them were out of shape guys in speedos slapping each other around. Yeah, but then you had the you and, know, and I was just like, but then this you had the steroid really era, me. you know. Ultimate Warrior was jacked. Yeah, no, it got, you know, well, Hulk Hogan yeah. jacked. I mean, as as everything has gotten more yeah. jacked and more yeah. advanced, <laughs> you know, like. Now, would you if if I had free tickets? Would you be opposed to going and to, experiencing to the WWE one, or yeah, would you, a fake wrestling? If I was like, hey, let's go let's to go fake to the, wrestling, yeah, yeah, I really don't have a desire to go. <laughs> Not even for free. Even if I buy you uh, uh, a merchandise you, T-shirt, I'd hate for you to waste your money. <laughs> like, man, let's go. We'll I definitely <laughs> would not wear a T-shirt. I think it. if you went super high and no. started drinking, I think you'd be like, this is amazing. And we had good You're seats. You're really pushing me into an opinion, to <laughs> me voicing an opinion I don't want to make public, <laughs> you know, okay, about, right. about the type of people that I think are, are fans of this sort of thing. <laughs> in, in my experience, which is why, again, yeah. I'm, I have the opinion. I, I, I look at it like the, the, the professional wrestling fans are kind of like comic book fans, too. Like, it's that nerd shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I equate it more to uh, people that are willing to uh, not pay uh, utility bills so that they can buy the pay-per-view. Okay, well, that's different. Yeah. Because then, like, you have, like, a lot of niche, like, New Japan pro wrestling was, like, the, in the in Japanese culture, like, huge. They, yeah. s- they sell out, like— I don't like uh, fake competition. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not. It, it, it is. That is what it is. It's it's like imitating competition. And there's, to me, there is, I could just as easily watch real competition. Yeah, but it's which like. Which is it, way more enjoyable and in- interesting to me. Like yeah. fake, like it's the same reason I would rather watch a, a, a well-crafted movie than watch Days of Our Lives. Right. I look at it like it's it's like you're watching. That is what it is to me. It's it's the sports equivalent to daytime soap opera. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of like the junk. Well, it's of scripted it, of, and all that, that stuff. Style of entertainment. Yeah, but the, 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 I don't even look at it. I'm as sorry for everybody out there that loves it. I, I don't <laughs> mean to be so harsh. It's just it's, it's just sort of how I feel. I just look at it like if you watch Speed Racer, the cartoon, you're like, it's not even real racing. <laughs> but it's a cartoon. Like, yeah, I, I but this is a into, cartoon. Like no, it's, like it's a, not. It's real. It's real people. Those are real men. Those yeah, are grown yeah. men out there in speedos. Yeah, slapping each other around. Love it. 
<laughs> I mean, whatever, one is, whatever one works is, for you, my man. Whatever works for you. One is good in the speed of the other is bad, and they're gonna fight it out. I'm sure they are. You know? Yeah. For that title, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, speedos and uh, slapping each other around in an athletic competition, what are your plans for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was actually uh, going to ask, you know, like if you had if you had heard the the story about the national bill that was being proposed or being pushed by. Um, I think it's a, the South Dakota governor is trying to uh, prevent transgender girls and athletes and women athletes from participating in sports. Period. Oh, that's like, weird. Like they've got to have their own, their own competitive oh, so uh, they're, category. They're not stopping them from competing, but they want their own league or something. Yeah, yeah I, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, she's caught in a lot of heat for it. It's uh, it's, it's interesting because she's, I believe, a Republican, mm -hmm. but she's still catching a lot of shit over it from like the Republican side too. I don't think she catch any heat for it. She's not telling them to. Not compete amongst you know like themselves. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, don't, I think anyone who anyone who is against that has never competed in their life or has had uh, any form of competition in their life. I feel like if you're against it, you That's you you don't play sports. You never played sports in your life. You have no athletic. You've never done any athletic endeavors in your life. Uh, so you can only conceptualize in your head what's what what competition is without really actually knowing what competition is. It's very interesting that you say that because I'm I'm sitting here now trying to think back to different interviews and things where I've seen people talk about this in support of of uh, saying that that transgender athletes should be able to compete against normal uh, normal girls or or normal women. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say normal. That's probably offensive to some people but uh so i don't but uh what is it sis sis is, that, is, that, is, is that what it is the, i don't know the, the, you're the, talking word, to the, the word for a heterosexual person i think is, is is sis i think i don't know anyway for for uh un uh non-transgender uh female athletes um you know i should say i guess it's very confusing <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, I was trying to think if, if – if, when I was thinking back to people that I've seen speak about this in support of it, uh, I don't think any of them, like, strike me as, like, having an athletic or competitive background. That are against it. Uh, yeah, that are either criticizing – well, I shouldn't say that because some of the people criticizing her – do think I do think some of them have been athletes, you know, high school level at the very least. Yeah, but yeah. I think they are caught up in this. I don't know. Is this part of the woke uh, collective thought process? I think so. Is, like, is that what this if, is part if, of? If, or? If, if LeBron James right uh, wanted to transition, right, and enter the WNBA. Yeah, would that be would that would that be fair? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's a good point. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
No, but if you wanted to, if if LeBron James wanted to transition and be in another league with other transitioned athletes, then go for it. Yeah, but then there's not uh, equal equal opportunity because there doesn't there's doesn't exist a league for those people. They create one. Yeah, but it won't be equitable, monetarily speaking. Well, and like, they're athletes too. But let's say like amateur athletes. Yeah. Start off in the uh, amateurs. But they're good enough to be professional. This is the problem I, I ha sort of have with it too. Is like people don't understand that it is a market based thing. Like if if there's but not an audience like that wants to watch that particular thing enough to 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 demand the same things, then but the salaries can't it, be the same. Let's also call it what it is. Like this is science. <laughs> yeah, that's like this, what the this fuck are we talking? Matter. Like it's not you know like. It's science. So you either, like you either believe in the, in the science or you don't believe well, in the science. Well, there's a definite difference. Like if I had got to play girl sports in high school, yeah, I would have dominated shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, and that's no disrespect. There were definitely you know girls that were faster than me. I'm not saying I would have been the fastest or anything, but like overall, mm -hmm. I probably would have crushed it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But that's what. But there. To say that there and, are and no I don't differences, even think, I don't even think at some schools you have to be like transitioned either. I yeah. think at some schools in the country, it's how you feel. It's it's how you identify. Yeah. So literally, you don't even have to be on hormones in some of these pl places transitioning. You could just be a guy that's identifying as a I identify as a girl. So I, I need, I'm comfortable. I need to play with the with girls. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It seems ridiculous. It seems ridiculous. Like, let's say this. Let's talk about locker rooms, right? If I, if I didn't, like, I didn't transition. Yeah. I identified as a, a woman. And I just go up in the locker room, take a shower. With these women. Like, how would they feel about that? Maybe they have to get, you know, well, you have to respect women's women as well. So but they have to respect me. Yeah, but but women also are respected now. And so, you know, maybe they give that me their own personal or another separate space from where the. the what if I don't want to I don't want to feel like I just want to feel like one of the one of the gals. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. What I'm like, but here's <laughs> like if we're going on just like how what we identify is right. Where does it stop? Like, what if you like, so let's take away the sex. Male, female, whatever, right? What if you start identifying as a black man? Would that pass? I mean, I don't feel like anyone would accept that, but you know. Why not? I do really identify with a lot of the sentiment of, of like hip hop culture. Yeah. But like. I know I don't look like it. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but like, like you, but for you to like, I'm no, I'm black. Yeah, no, I'm not. I can't. I would never say that. I'm but you, not. But, but it's how you feel. You are. Well, I didn't say that I felt like I was black. No, I'm just saying like playing devil, like oh, playing where does African, it where yeah. does it stop? Yeah, yeah. No, I see. Where your does point. it well, stop? Well, it's like the episode again, South Park, where Kyle gets leg extensions because yeah. he wants to play basketball. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like there's different uh, scholarships for Native Americans, right? Right. What if I identify as a Native American? Let me get that scholarship now. Well, that's a science that that could be proven, right? 
you you don't have the genetics of a, of a of a Native American. But to who I didn't I identify it as, there's science behind. Uh, so does uh, so is Rachel Dolezal really a black? Should we respect her as a black woman? No. But I'm just I saying. Mean, I'm just saying. It, I'm being devil's advocate for the woke culture. Yeah. Right. Like, where does it? And like, it's all like. It's only science. If it's science on your side, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, we're definitely seeing that. I mean, there's definitely a double standard. Yeah. There are things right now that the left was very critical of the right uh, in the last four years in particular. Mm -hmm. And right now, they're, it's not that they're giving approval on things, but things that the left is now, now that they're in power, are continuing to allow happen, the left is, is being very quiet yeah. about you know, I also, like, there's, there's criticisms and not for me there. I don't give a fuck like you know what I mean like if, you, if you're a transgender uh, like who cares but when it when it like if you want to live your life that way and that makes you happy and all this then sure I go for it 100% but the moment it starts to become competition the moment it becomes like you're competing for a spot the number one spot right yeah. like or breaking records or breaking or, records or be, more importantly, and this is what always frustrated me about cheating at especially youth levels, high school levels in, in college, is you're taking opportunities away from someone else who you could argue actually deserves that spot. Yeah. Or that that next scholarship offer or that next thing that's going to come from winning that tournament or mm -hmm. winning that uh, event or whatever. But let's also say this. Let's go into combat sports, right? Yeah. Where the consequences of a fight can be dire. Yeah, not just getting embarrassed. Not just getting embarrassed. So like, okay, like uh, MMA or boxing, right? Yeah. Let's say boxing. People have died yeah. in the sport yeah. of boxing. You don't yeah. think of like, you don't, you don't think a dude would, uh, a person who identifies, right, as whatever. Yeah. But the, the physically, yeah, they're scientifically different from the competition that they could actually really harm this person sure. and kill them. Like, come on, let's be like uh, science is like it's science. <laughs> science is either 100 percent right the whole time, not just when it's uh, convenient. For your convenience. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? Absolutely. Like, that's where it kind of pisses me off. Like you see all the hashtags, let's say in terms of the COVID and the vaccine, all this shit. I believe in the scientists. But then when we're talking about other shit, you yeah. don't want to believe in the scientists. Yeah. So that's my like. I'm always pro-science. Yeah. Always, always pro-science. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, I get it like in terms of like feelings and wanting to accept everything and be a good person. I'm not saying that. You shouldn't accept these people. They should be accepted fully. Absolutely. But in terms of competition, I think you should have male competition, female competition, transgender competition, and you go for it through that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's the only way everything would be fair to so, everybody. So how do you how do you taking this sort of a, a step further? You know, because like what I understand now is you know was digging watching this thing on CRISPR the other day and then I also saw this article where like China is basically 
developing, like they're doing gene editing to their athletes and to their soldiers to create more masculine, more, more powerful, more, uh, you know, efficient uh, athletes and killing machines, basically. Mm-hmm. Super soldiers. And so like as we start to get in and, 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 and you've got the trans, you know, gender fluidity and transgender athletes as, as an issue. Mm-hmm. And then you've got gene editing also going on as an issue. How does this all like come together? For example, like how does something like the Olympics deal with these issues? I think, you know, do they, I mean, even if you broke them apart, like you said, into three, you know, three different categories, men, women, and and transgender, you know, you still got this gene editing thing. Well, Mm -hmm. that that chain that sort of like even makes the original issue of just the transgender sort of seem like, you know. Yeah. I mean, that, that, but that's what's going to fall out. Like now it's going to be, that's just going to be like a new norm. So do you think the athletes will all just be eventually just, you know, gene edited super athletes and it's going to eliminate the possibility of the average person like rising to become a champion ever again? Yeah. It's only going to be allowed for like the wealthy people who can afford to have their children turned into super athletes. It's very possible. I mean, that's some bullshit. It is. It's very possible, though. Right. Like, I'm not saying like it's right, but I think like once you start. It, it, you're able to already do gene editing and shit, right? So apparently, it's not that expensive yeah. either. So, but with the people that can afford it, readily afford it, right? Disposable income, go for it. Like, all right, I want the, this to have this. Those are all going to be like real human beings <laughs> that, if they compete, they compete. The only way you'll, or do you, or or is there a way to test? And you say, you know what? Gene edited athletes have their own category. I don't know if there is it. Is it there's a, is there a way to test to find out if someone's genes have been edited? I don't know. I'm not not I'm not an expert in have, any of that I have, shit. I don't know. But let's say it were. I don't even know if that would fly. I don't know. I think where you'd have to catch these. I think it's the same thing as like in bodybuilding, right? You've got. Your open league and you've got the naturals. The, the, yeah, the roid league and then the naturalists, yeah. Yeah. Like I think you have, you know, the 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 natural but league it, where you've got men and women. Yeah. And then you've got but the, see, like with the, the, gene, editing, the gene edited league. But it wasn't the, the then, kid's decision to be edited. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying, yeah. but but what are you saying? That they should be able to compete with regular men and women? I just think that's just what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I don't like it, but where I think you'd have a leg up on these. Oh, that's ridiculous to, to think that uh, somebody who has maximal, mm-hmm. you know, it's like everything <laughs> in them has been tweaked yeah. for the maximal performance. Everyone's and you think be- that they're going to compete against somebody who had rando natural selection. Yeah. Everyone's going to be Captain America. Exactly. That's going to be the problem. Yeah. Where you catch them is. Well, if everybody was Captain America, that would be, you know, if everybody was Captain America, period, mm-hmm. everybody across all socioeconomic classes, so that still somebody coming from the, from a poor family could 
rise to become a world champion and rise their family out of poverty and mm -hmm. opportunity, like that still has to exist. If that is taken away, it destroys to me one of the foundations of, 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 of sports. Yeah. And how sports are meant to inspire. Inspire, and, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, I, mean the, I just think like. You can't take that away. So many sports like, you know, I, I it's no I just think I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards basketball, but I've always thought about basketball as like the poor man's sport because like I always knew I didn't grow up with a lot and I knew that like I could always just have a pair of shoes on and a basketball and I could find a court where there was a game. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to have no money. I mean And that's how so many people are. Basketball, uh sport. Boxing, these are all like poor people's sports. Is boxing? Yep. I still feel like you gotta have money to go train. No, you have like part like in Chicago, a bunch of uh, park services that have boxing rings in, like trainer, like uh, different trainers in there. Like everyone, like that starts in boxing, like in the hood. Yeah. They start boxing like in the, it's in the hood. Yeah, I think that you have like gentrified boxing, which is like uh, what you have in what like, I'm experienced too here in LA. <laughs> what people have here in LA, you know what I mean? Like. Uh, the watered down boxing, you know what I yeah. mean? But I think the only way you could beat these super athletes is mentally. Like if you're mentally sharper than them or like if they're all soft in the head, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like then, then you would start to like pick them off. You know what I mean? If they're soft in the head. Yeah. yeah. They break mentally all the time. But if you're, if you're gene editing, wouldn't you gene edit just like you cross crossbreed strains of cannabis to get the best traits of each one, wouldn't you do the same thing with the gene editing so that they like you 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 gene edit to have the best stress uh, you know handling capabilities and to have the best intellectual capabilities and the fastest mental processing power possible and all these things maybe just the same as you would with the physical capabilities. Well, I think it's a nurture thing too. Mm. To some extent, but not completely. I think if you have like cap I think if you have a Captain America, but he's all emoed out and he gets hurt feelings super quick. Yeah, you can't have that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, well, you can't have well, that. Shut the fuck up, but Steve Rogers. But there's no way, uh, in my opinion, I think if they're editing for the physical attributes, they're also going to uh, gene edit for the emotional and mental attributes as well. Yeah, but you know, aside from like depressions or something that, that that can be passed down right like don't you think a lot of that is due to human experience as well due to the human experience like that builds you up i do but i do think your genes what you're born with mm -hmm. that's your foundation and some people have a limited foundation their foundation's only strong enough to build so much on top of it before it'll crumble mm. i mean some people are just more some people are just more smart than others. I know that's that some people don't want to hear, but mm -hmm. some people are more intellectually capable and emotionally capable than other people. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah, no, I agree. Through with natural that. selection at least. Yeah. But I also think the the human experience builds on your thought process. It definitely does. Builds on like but if you're your given, beliefs. But if you're given everybody, you know, you know, because right now you could be born and you could have an IQ of 
I don't know what even high and low is. Like maybe you get an IQ of, I think 70 is really low, 80. Let's say you got an IQ of 80 and mm-hmm. then somebody else has an IQ of 200. Yeah. I think is genius, you know, re- uh, mentally challenged versus genius, you know, it ranges pretty, pretty widely. If you're, if you're giving everybody a foundation of that IQ level of 200, then yes, then it comes down to, to experience. Yeah. But to say that somebody that has that IQ at 200, it starts out very disadvantaged Somebody with that IQ level of 100 starts out very advantaged and privileged. Mm-hmm. That's that if if that person that has the 200 IQ is driven at all, there's I I I feel like there's a strong propensity that that person is going to outperform the privileged person who's less intelligent Maybe. over the course of their life. Well, there's also like certain like breaking points too, right? Like when. W- You'll be even for a while or they'll be up for a while, but then they mentally break and you just keep surpassing them in the long run. Oh, yes. It's definitely like a stock ticker, just up and down, up and down. There's ups and downs, there's peaks and valleys. But overall, I feel like, you know, there's only so far that that person. Yeah. There's only like the person with the limited mental capacity and emotional capacity they're very, it's very unlikely they're going to be an entrepreneur, for example. Right. They can't handle the stress. They can't handle the complexities of, of the challenges that they're going to face. Yeah. Chances are those people are going to feel more comfortable like working for somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's kind of laid out for them to, to some extent. I just think there, there's, there's different, there's different things, but it's. But it's, if, if it, like, it's going to go that way. If that's like, if, if they're, if gene editing is going to be something that like, uh, will, will be up. Yeah. Like everyone's <laughs> the, the NFL, NBA, all like every sport will be just a bunch of super soldiers. <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about watching that actually. It'd be weird. I think, you know, we'd be dead by then, but. So speaking of like advancements, like. What do you think of of this? Would you wear this if it would allow you to read people's minds? So there's a, a researchers that developed a device that lets you read people's minds, and it's like a face device that you wear on the side of your face called Alter Ego, and it can transcribe words that wear wearers verbalize internally but do not say aloud using electrodes attached to the skin. Huh. It's like it's like there's trying to jump the gun ahead of uh, Elon. I don't know. With a wearable device. I mean, if you could wear a device and not have it drilled into your head and permanently implanted, like, you know, Elon's wanting to do. Like, would you want to read everyone's minds, though? I'd say in terms of, like, negotiation or whatever, right? Like... Well, other than that, like, would you want to be in the machine that much? This is why I think it would be important to be able to to have a wearable device in some ways is much more attractive than having an implant because you could take it off and take a break from it. Yeah. Because it's like, think about every movie you've ever seen where people can read minds. It like, at some point, like, it overwhelms them until they learn how to control it because it's like all these voices and it starts uh-huh. to drive them crazy. Like Professor X. Yeah. So maybe like being able to like take it off would be really nice. Unplug from it for a while. You don't know everybody's <laughs> thoughts. 
But like, I don't know. I just are. So here's the thing. I wouldn't want everybody us, to be able to read my mind no, for sure. Us as human beings, are we meant to know all the like? Maybe not. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't Maybe think we're not. meant for all this. It's interesting because, you know, I've, I've always heard that the human brain, like there's a certain percentage of it we don't use as far as processing power and yeah. so forth. So I feel like I've always felt like we're capable of so much more than what we have achieved so far. Mm -hmm. But I often also wonder if the way we're trying to advance our mental capability through pure information processing power is the right way to use those untapped resources of our brain. Maybe. I don't know. I'm skeptical. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of thinking that those unused, re, if that's true about the brain having unused uh, capacity, I feel like maybe it has a different purpose than just us flooding it full of audiovisual stimulation mm -hmm. all the time and overloading it with that. Yeah. I also think like if you're I think it has more to do with our understanding of the nature of our existence and reality and things like that. Here's the thing honestly. is like much of like when we talk about like psychedelics and shit, right? Like much of what we do is we delve deep inside ourselves, right? When you're always bombarded with other people's thoughts and not delving within your own self, right? Like, will that change the way you kind of see things, how your your happiness is? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I want. Yes, it will. For sure, right? It will. Hundred like, percent. I think you're going to be like a depressed fuck. There's already a severe problem with people not spending time with themselves. Mm-hmm. In, th in, in just reflection and thoughts. Yeah, being And you can do it too yeah. much. You can be too isolationist mm -hmm. uh, with yourself. Yeah. I, I probably kind of struggle with that myself at times. Yeah. But, um, but I think it's important to have that self-reflection because, man, if you, it's the only way to gain more clarity, more understanding of yeah. like, I you know, <laughs> I have a favorite person I like to, discuss well i shouldn't say i like to discuss but we end up discussing like causalities of things and uh i feel like there's always clear connection between cause and effect and you know they're a little more loosey-goosey with their view of of why things happen in in reality yeah. in my opinion but uh yeah i don't know well i mean if you look at it like right now we kind of have something like that right like with social media social media kind of dictates what other people are thinking, like, like you're seeing other people's lives, seeing other people's, like at a very, like compared to this, at a very mild level, right? Like it's not yes. in your ear, you're not hearing the actual thoughts, right? Well, the difference is you have to, you have to log in yeah, yeah, yeah. to or, or go on to the social media to participate. Mm -hmm. This would take it a bit of a step further where- It's there. You are participating by someone else deciding to wear this device because they now have access to your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it becomes really problematic. Personal rights. Uh, yeah. But know, I, aside from that, what I'm looking at is like the depression rate that has, has gone up since social media yeah. and stuff. Because all you're worried about is like other people's shit, not your own shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. You're comparing yourself to other people, not your own shit. So it's like, with this, is going to take it a step further. Like, you're going to be in the, 
in the in the ether. You know what I mean? You'd be like everyone's fucking thoughts. You'd be like, well, what are my own thoughts? Yeah. What are my own beliefs? Yeah. That's where I feel like a lot of this woke culture also comes from is like, well, why do you really believe? Like, I feel like a lot of them don't question it. They, they like at the source, I think it's good. Like that they want to be accepting of everybody and they want the world to have a, here's a the difference aspect to it. But being accepting of everybody yeah. is very different than in fact, it's the opposite of forcing your beliefs on other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's the same exact thing that like, you know, I feel like the left, because the left tends to include atheists, but I feel like it's the same thing for many years that, that the, the left was kind of saying about like Christianity forcing its beliefs on the rest of the nation. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, it's interesting because church attendance and people who identify as Christians in the country is on a decline, has been for, sev for several years. And now we have the rise of this woke wokeness. Yeah. And it's, it's like this, it's starting to be like the substitute religion, like I mentioned earlier, yeah. for, for it's a new belief system yeah. for, for people. And it could be just as dangerous as Christianity yeah. or yeah, Islam yeah. or anything else if it's left unchecked or goes yeah. out of control. That's why it's like you'll end up with uh, pedophiles wearing dresses and giant silly hats. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's like uh, I hope that the the you know like people kind of question things a little more or ask why or ask is this a really okay? You know what I mean? Like like with the stuff we're talking about today with competition yeah. and all that stuff. I get wanting to be accepting of her, but in terms of this, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no. And, and the most important thing is like, man, if somebody doesn't like, don't be so set in your ways, like be willing to like, listen to somebody if they don't agree with you on it. Yeah. You know, cause like, you know, I am conflicted cause I, I am very much going back to that kind of hippie belief in you know, love is the answer. Like I do think love is the answer. And I do think like accepting people for who they are is the answer mm -hmm. not trying to change people with your preconceived notions of what you want them to be or who they should be in your mind like yeah. that's bullshit yeah but at the same time you have the right and i want you to be who you want to be yeah but you can't then take what you want to be and, and impose and, it and on you and impose that on other people that and it's also like this is like you're accepting of everybody only if you believe that way it's like, uh, okay, I want to accept everyone for who they are, what they identify as, what their feelings are, except if you're a, a masculine person. If you're a masculine yeah. person, you could fuck off. You're wrong. I hate you. You're toxic. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are we talking about here? Sucks are you accepting or are you not accepting? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a yes or no an answer. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, it's almost to the point to— To it, attack males— for being masculine is fucking crazy. Well, it kind of goes to the discussion where I also saw an article where, you know, there's some talk right now about the, I guess it's not the first time this has gotten brought up, but like the demasculization de of, of, of the military specifically. Mm. And, you know, that's that's a weird one because like, I feel like, look, if 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 uh, regardless of what gender you are or what size you are, height, weight, 
how fast you can run, how strong you are. If you want to serve this country, there should be a way for you to do that. Mm -hmm. However, I do think that there is some credence that everybody ought to be held to the same standards. So if the standard for a mile run is seven minutes flat, everybody, if you don't make that seven minute mark, you don't get to move on and be a soldier and go off to war yeah. or serve the or, or serve in that physical capacity. Maybe you can serve in another way. In the office. Or or a mechanic or something. There's mm -hmm. like there's a ton of yeah, other things you can do. But like when you're talking, you know, we just talked about China genetically engineering athletes and soldiers already. Mm -hmm. And war is about having the most vicious and efficient killing machines in the field. Yeah. You know, not just technologically speaking, but physically when it comes to the, in the field. Yeah. And I don't know. It seems risky to like want to make that feel inclusive and it feels dangerous to open that up to this kind of uh, changing standards to make to make room for people. I just feel like there should maybe be there's a standard and if you meet it, you meet it. And if you don't, you don't. Well, I think in the higher levels of the military, like the elite levels, the standards are there. The SEALs or whatever. Yeah, the yeah, Navy yeah, SEALs, yeah, like yeah, the standards yeah. are there. Yeah. But like... You know, the, the the lowers, I guess, is where the, yeah. the regular military, I suppose, yeah. what you would then, call it. Then, you know, it's whatever. But I think for the elite force, yeah, the standards always are, will be there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sort of begs the question, though, as well as, you know, will, will we ever have a, another war where we'll, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Most of our fighting now is done by elite forces mm -hmm. or... Unfortunately, even private contractors, which I'm I'm totally against yeah. uh, private contractors being hired to fight for our country. Do you remember when we, mercenaries should not be a part of our military uh, budget. Do you remember when we got drunk and played strategy. pool with that, that chick from Blackwater? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't she was mad cool, though. Mad cool. She was mad cool, but she knew some shit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She has <laughs> definitely knew some shit. Like, oh, man. She was a mercenary. Yeah, she she'd done some shit. Yeah, for sure. I was like, you give me a job, in Blackwater. <laughs> I was like, I'll work. I mean, that's it. And I I just you know I got problems with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I got problems with that. That's that's what that is the definition of the military industrial complex. That's the definition of that's social private military. It's 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 socialism. Yeah. We've got social constructs built in for for military for private military oligarchs in this country. Yeah, you know, if you run a, if you're a private military contractor in this, you, you've got it. You, you've got it made, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're Raytheon home, or Boeing or home, Blackwater. DC, yeah. yeah, you're fucking set. <laughs> Socialism is your friend. Yeah, I. You know, it's funny when I was looking to get out. Like when I was like looking to change career paths. I was looking into like, just do like some black water shit. <laughs> I looked into it and I was like, I don't know. I couldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It's, uh, I used to be more like, I'm just going to, you know, I, I, I could do whatever, but like, I really do want to do things that are going to be positive for the yeah. world. Not just, you know, yeah. I, 
Not yourself gain. I, I don't want to be part of the con- contribution to the deterioration and the muck and yeah. the mud and all the negativity. Yeah. Now, not on purpose for sure. Not on purpose. So you know how we're talking about not being late uh, oh, when shit. we started? I have an appointment at 2. Oh, <laughs> shit. So, uh, you know. Where you uh, got to go? Monrovia. What? Yeah, Monrovia. Well, damn, dude. Yeah. I don't know how far that it's, is. <laughs> Where's that at? It's by Azusa. Uh, you okay. Name, naming all these small places. Um, all these places. Covina. You know okay, where Covina, know where Covina is? is? There you go. There okay. You go. Yeah. It's like over that area. Yeah. In, <laughs> Inland Empire. Over by the mountains. Yeah. Over by the mountains. Yeah. Say, well, Monrovia is still San Gabriel Valley. Well, about to be. Yeah. The Inland not, Empire. Not quite Inland Empire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's probably uh, a good 30 minutes. Good 30 minutes, but you know. Depends uh, on traffic, so. I don't think there'll be any traffic headed there. That's probably true. <laughs> Take me maybe maybe fifteen minutes to get there. Oh, word. If the way I drive. There you go. <laughs> but uh, all right, <laughs> this has been. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. What well, you what you got going on this week? Uh shit. This ugh, classes. 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 classes We're opening up. PKG. PKG. Come through. Come check it out. Come through. Come uh, get the best uh, Muay Thai kickbox training in yeah. L.A. from Mr. Mike Mendoza. You know who you'll also see there? That guy. Yeah, you'll see me struggling <laughs> to learn Muay Thai kickboxing. <laughs> <laughs> struggling with my footwork mainly, yeah. I think. But well, at least, hey, at least you're fucking in there. That's I'm getting the better. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a slow process. I know you, you're always like improve. You want people to improve rapidly. But I'm like, man, I don't have time to sit down and r- write it down and study this. Like, I got so many other things going on. I barely have time <laughs> to make it to class. Yeah. But I, I, I do know I'm, I am getting better. It's slow, but I'll get there. Yeah, you feel it too. You I'll know get what I there. mean? Yeah. I don't notice it as much until I'm with like some brand new person or somebody that's like newer than me. Yeah. And then I'm like, I do kind of know of some sh- a little bit, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm learning some things. I mean, for sure your confidence is going not throwing a punch now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though my hook's still terrible, like it's, 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 I feel like it's way better than it was when I first started. And straights are good too. You're less yeah. stiff. I'm less stiff. The ones and twos, like the jabs and the crosses, yeah. definitely more loose, more comfortable <laughs> with those for sure. But yeah. that's what we'll work on this week. Uh, this has been episode number 40 of the Evolved Days podcast. There you go. As always, guys, peace and love. Power to the people. Yeah.